Welcome to Before It Breaks, a home maintenance repair podcast where we provide expert advice and tips on how to keep your home in top shape. From fixing leaky faucets to patching drywall and everything in between, our knowledgeable hosts will guide you through the process of DIY home repairs. We'll also cover preventative maintenance to help you avoid costly repairs down the road. So whether you're a seasoned DIYer or a novice homeowner, join us for practical advice and solutions to keep your home running smoothly. Okay. Today we are joined by Heather Peters of Anvil Insurance. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Heather Peters is in the insurance industry um, and we're speaking uh, home insurance specifically. Um, So tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, Validate what you do a little, would you please? Sure, certainly. I'll give it my best shot anyway. Uh, I am an independent insurance agent here in Billings, Montana. I started in insurance in college. I was working as a customer service representative for a local agent and uh, just absolutely fell in love with it. It is one of the most interesting things to me. I know that can sound a little bit shocking, but no, no one household, no one family is the same. And so for me, it's a little bit of untangling a mystery. Every policy that I touch is just trying to figure out who the customer is, what their needs are, and help them learn more about what is available to them and help them fill in gaps in their life where they might have something that goes sideways and they need a little bit of money to to put their home or their life back together. So that is what we do um, entering my 19th year here in insurance. Um, we started the agency in 2020 and um, just love getting to know our customers in the community and be there to write checks when things don't go as planned. Well, you know, everybody, everybody I talk to and everybody growing up and everybody I know insurance is a scam and they hate it and this and that, but it's a necessary evil. It sounds like you try to take that to the next level and make it more personable and make it, make it a service people want instead of have to have. Absolutely. We are definitely trying to break that stigma. It is, that is the perception of insurance is that, you know, you spend a bunch of money on something and you never need it. And unfortunately, that's not the case. Homeowners claims are very, very common. And what we really try to do is educate people on what is available to them in their policies so that they understand what insurance does, how it works, what we can cover and what the exposures are that just are not part of the insurance contract. And breaking that cycle, giving that information ahead of time really helps to create that understanding when something does go wrong in a household, you know, they understand, or my hope is that all of our customers understand what's available to them and how it works. And that understanding takes away that frustration when there is something that doesn't go quite as planned. Right. No. And that's, that's awesome because that's the other part of insurance people hate is when something goes wrong, you know, even if the claim goes smoothly and this and that is still kind of a pain and it it's irritating for some people. (laughs) Absolutely. It's uh, it's very traumatic when you have something happen to your home. Yeah. You know, whether that's a fire or water damage or this is the place that's central to your health and security in your life. And, And that is something too, that we try here in our team, you know, to facilitate again, that understanding of, we know that this is the biggest thing that's going on in your life right now. And we want to 
help you understand the process, what that looks like. When you have damage to your home, everything moves in slow motion. You know, having to wait for even an hour for a claims adjuster to call you back seems like an eternity. So we try to definitely set that expectation of here is your timeline. This is what this is going to look like. It's going to take a a little bit to have an adjuster come out to get a repair person in your home to facilitate those checks moving back and forth. The, The speed of business is faster than ever, but when you have had something traumatic happen to your home, it always feels too slow. So helping people understand those expectations is another part of our job. You know, here's exactly what this is going to look like. It's going to be uncomfortable because you've had something bad happen, but setting those expectations and what that timeline looks like and then living up to those also helps just ease that transition. Yes. No, the gone are the days of the greasy hair, shady salesmen. I mean, we're, we're all people and we're business owners or not. Um, yes. The expectations, the, the, the honesty, the realistic, the, you know, it's not going to go as you want it to because of this. And to be honest about it, it's people appreciate that. They really Absolutely. do. That is something that I've definitely learned and and taken forward into our business is that people want to be told the truth. And you can do that in a way that's kind and friendly and build that understanding. And and people know when you're not being truthful with them. And it's it's just not a good place to be. So definitely the integrity of having an honest conversation is huge. It's absolutely huge. It is. Um, so you've been in the industry for a long time. What's one of the one or two of the main misconceptions people have about home insurance? That's a great question. Um, I, I think mean, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. I think one of the things that we have worked very hard to educate people on is home insurance is there to make you whole. It is trying to put funds where they need to go to get you back to pre-loss condition. So we don't necessarily insure for the real estate value of your property. Value is what somebody will pay you for your entire property, including the land, the landscaping. Someone's brought in utilities, things like that. What we want to insure for is the cost to rebuild your home and and get you back on the ground. So those two things, especially with the market being what it is right now in real estate in Montana, those two things can seem like a bit of a disconnect. We don't want you paying for insurance that that you can't use. The second piece of that puzzle would be that insurance is not a warranty policy. You know, roofs are going to wear out. Homes are going to need painted. Um, Appliances get old and, and pass their useful time. So insurance would not be affordable if we could pay for every dent and ding and and breakdown that's out there. Insurance is designed to cover things that happen suddenly and accidentally, you know, kind of those acts of God. People will say, oh, you know, acts of God are covered. No, acts of God are covered. <laughs> it just has to be something sudden and accidental that happens. It's it's not a warranty policy, which is what's great about your business is you can be in there ahead of time preventing things with maintenance from breaking Absolutely. down, from causing causing issues. And, and that's that's the general purpose of the entire thing, yes. Um, so diving into a little bit, how do insurance companies determine the cost of the premium and what is a premium for those who never had home insurance, their first time home buyer, and the insurance guy is like, yeah, your premium is this much. How is that determined and what is it? Certainly. So premium is the cost of the policy. Insurance is basically 
a big fishbowl of funds. And so everybody puts a little bit of funds into the fishbowl. And when you have a claim, you're going to have to go into that fishbowl in the in terms of a check and pull out more money than you've put in to make repairs. So your premium is the cost on the policy. That is a, typically a very, very small amount compared to the potential claim that you might face. So you might pay, let's say, $2,400 a year for an insurance policy. And if you have a hail claim, for instance, you might need to go into that fishbowl. You've put in $2,400. You might need to get $10,000 out to pay for your roof and siding if you have hail damage. Um, so basically, everybody shares in the cost. Everybody puts their money in. And then when claim time comes, you're taking out more than you put in. But other people have supported that with the money that they put in. That's what your premium is. Premium determination, how companies figure that out. It's a very big math problem. We have actuaries that sit with um, calculators all day long and they look at what the claims likelihood is for your area. So that's based on longitude and latitude. It's based on weather data, crime data, fire department statistics. There's all kinds of things that that calculate into that algorithm. It's, it's very complex, but the short answer would be the, the distance from a fire department that you are, uh, what the response time and capabilities are of that fire department, as well as the age of your home. The older your home is, you know, the more wear and tear that is seen in the water systems, the electrical foundation, things like that. So age of your home is definitely a key component. Insurance companies also use, I call it an insurance score, but they look at, it's over 300 different factors, but credit is a component of that factor. If you pay your bills on time, how long you've been at your address, there's there's so many things that factor into that, but every company has their own way of calculating that data and and that also goes into your score. So the best thing that you can do in regards to keeping your insurance affordable is pay your bills on time and, and try to keep your credit in good shape. That is a, a huge factor, but they also look at claims experience. So if you've yeah. had a home policy for a while and you've had claims, the likelihood of having more claims definitely factors into the cost of that policy. Right. Just, just like driving, you have a bunch of accidents, you're probably going to have another one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and that brings my next question. You know, when you shop around different companies for the, I'm assuming the same policy, um, and one company gives you a better rate than others, if everybody's using this mathematical formula, um, is it because they all have their own different formula, or how how does that really work if everybody's kind of calculating the same information? So everybody does have a different formula. Um, every company's formula is proprietary. They don't even share the information with us and what they're looking for. But the rate for each company, and you're exactly right, every company has a different rate for the same policy coverage. So the, what they're saying when they have a lower rate for a particular customer or a particular home, what they're saying is we've had low claims in this particular profile, this customer profile. So we want to grow our business because we know for company ABC that Heather Peters, based on her algorithm, she has a low likelihood of filing claims or having a claim. So she's going to be putting more money into the fishbowl that we can take out to pay for somebody else. Um, if a company is high for my customer profile, they're saying, 
you know, we typically see this customer needing money out of the fishbowl instead of putting money in. So we're going to have to charge a little bit more based on our algorithm to make sure that there's enough money in the fishbowl if if Heather Peters has a claim. Gotcha. Yep, that makes sense. <clears throat> and but so I'm, I'm glad because it's kind of a hard <laughs> thing to wrap wrap your arms around. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's like um it's like a grocery store. If they sell more product, they can get more product and they can lower their price. Exactly. Um, but if that grocery store has a lot of theft, you know, then they're going to put more product in, but the cost is going to go up. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of based on, from what I see is that just a general homeowner, not an insurance person, um, you know, like a larger insurance company is going to have more policies written. So the likelihood of uh, claims percentage wise is going to be lower just just a law of average numbers kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all numbers. It is all numbers. So how can homeowners ensure they've got proper coverage? Natural disasters, earthquakes, and the big one, floods. The floods. So uh, I'll address flood first. A homeowner's okay. policy. I have never seen a standard homeowner's policy that includes flood coverage in it. Flood coverage is something that, in my experience, is always purchased separately. Um, again, simply for the fact that home insurance would be unaffordable for the average American if flood was included in their policy. And some people don't necessarily have the risk of needing it. Um, so flood insurance is always a separate policy. You can purchase a flood policy as an individual. We've got several different companies. There's a federal fund that has a, a policy so that everyone has access to it, but there's also some private companies that offer it as well. Um, for my general discussion, I tell people flood is anytime water hits the ground and rolls into your home. So it doesn't necessarily have to be tidal water, uh, irrigation water, river water. If you have you know the, a sudden flash storm and the street gutters fill up and, and it rolls, across your lawn and into your basement, that is considered a flood. So it is an exposure that, that people need to be aware of. That being said, if you have a pipe freeze and break or a pipe burst in your home, that's not flood because it's coming from the initial damage is the breaking of that pipe or things like that. Earthquake coverage is very similar. You can opt to include earthquake coverage in your homeowner's policy. Generally, that is a, we can call it an endorsement. It's just an add-on that we can put onto your policy. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. Did I skip over one? Um, well, just natural disasters, the big ones, you know, the hurricanes on the uh, East Coast and the, the flooding and stuff like that. You know, the, the big ones that people never really think about until it happens um, what was it 10, 15 years ago, something like that, Montana had an earthquake, um, nothing major, but one of the largest on record, I believe. And nobody really has earthquake insurance here, but right. Washington on the other hand, they shake up pretty good. Um, you and know, I is, mean, that is definitely the value of having a local insurance contact, a local insurance agent, because the probability of certain types of claims does vary depending on where you live. So earthquake, while we get some kind of little rumblers and grumblers around here, it's definitely not something that we see a, a lot of damage from, but exactly like you said, in 
Washington, Oregon, California, earthquake is going to be a bigger exposure. I'm not familiar with the weather in California. I don't live there. I probably shouldn't be writing policies in California. And I don't for that reason, because I don't know what it's like to have boots on the ground there, what those people need. Whereas in my community, I can tell you that the number one claim that we have is wind and hail. So I'm going to make sure that my customers are aware of the wind and hail coverage on their policy, how it works, what the deductible is, you know, what that process is going to look like. So having someone that you can, you know, look eyeball to eyeball in the face and have a conversation about what the risks are in your area is unparalleled. It's absolutely huge. It is. Well, and then the next question is policy add-ons or endorsements that we, that homeowners should consider um, that you would, you know, face-to-face recommend obviously for the area that you understand Mm -hmm. what should, what should people get? I would definitely recommend backup of sewer and drain coverage that it's not a flood coverage, but it does help with water. If it's coming up out of a drain that it's supposed to be going out of, you know, maybe you've got the French drain in your window. Well, you've got a floor drain in the basement. If the sewer is backing up or if the sump pump fails in your home and you get water coming up out of that drainage system, that is an add-on coverage. We make sure that it's on all of our policies covering up to $10,000 minimum, but it's not automatically included. So that would be something absolutely to make sure of. Replacement cost coverage is another thing. Claims can be settled um, based off of the cost to put a brand new roof on, or you can have coverage that is kind of a step-down coverage that's going to pay for the roof in the condition that it was at the time it was damaged. So if you have a 30-year shingle and you have actual cash value coverage, if you have a 30-year shingle that's 10 years old and it gets hailed on, they're only going to write you a check for two-thirds of the value because it, right. it's it's late, yeah. Yeah. So those are, yeah. those are definitely things I would recommend people review and make sure that they have on there. So what about everybody, you know, I've got home insurance, I'm covered for everything. And you hear, you hear it all the time. Oh, I'm, I'm covered for everything. And then somebody kicks in their front door and steals their TV. <laughs> how does that work? And how would you value these possessions? Like the TV at my house, I bought it on sale. Oh, I don't know, nine years ago for a couple hundred bucks. Right. I, what's, what's the value of that say? TV? How does that work? Right. And that's a great point that you bring up. That circles back again to having replacement cost coverage. You can have replacement cost coverage on your structure, and you also want to have it on your contents. So your belongings typically are covered. There's a section of the policy that lends to contents coverage in a typical homeowner's policy. And if you have replacement cost coverage, they're going to say, okay, Eugene, you go down to Best Buy, you buy yourself a brand new TV, whatever that cost is, we're going to write you a check. You show us the receipt that you replaced it, whatever that cost is, we're going to pay that in full. And they just go through a long list. Typically, they send you a spreadsheet and say, what are you, what are you missing? What did you replace? We're going to write you a check for all the things that you replaced. Okay. Okay. Um, and then what about a car, boat, toys outside, and the house catches on fire or the garage, God forbid? Um, yeah. Are those things covered by the homeowners or are they separate insurance as well? That is another uh, insurance myth that we fight every single day. Everybody has that neighbor that says, oh, if your house burns down and your car's in the garage, 
your homeowner's policy covers your car. That's not necessarily true. And what, what I always say is, is your neighbor licensed in insurance? Are <laughs> you familiar with your policy? <laughs> um, all the policies are a little bit different, but I tell people the general rule of thumb, if it is licensed or titled for road use, do not depend on your homeowner's policy to cover that. If it can have its own policy, it should have its own policy. There's some policies that offer, you know, maybe $1,000, $2,000 for a boat or a trailer or something like that. But but generally speaking, you want to have that insured separately because you're you're going to use up your contents coverage real fast. Um, and for some policies, right. it's not. So yes, if it, if it can be licensed or titled, I tell people, you know, you want to make sure that you have it insured on a separate policy. So God forbid the worst happens. How does the claim process work? Um, and then tips to expedite the process. How do we how do we make this on a homeowner side as efficiently as possible to help you out to make it quicker? And Absolutely. how does it work? So I tell people definitely take pictures of anything that is happening and save those. Now those are time and date stamps. So that's a super easy way to get started on stuff. The number one thing to remember on an insurance policy is they want you to take whatever steps necessary to prevent further damage. So if you've got a dishwasher that's spewing water all over the place, you know, I, people call me and say, what do I do? I'm not supposed to touch anything, right? Not necessarily. It's okay for you to turn the water off. Shut the water off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know, we don't, we don't want you to have all of your belongings in your home ruined because you're waiting for us to get there and turn off the water. That's perfectly fine. Snap a photo with your cell phone of what's going on. Turn that water off call your handyman to come help you replace that piece. Just save, save all of the data as you do that. You know, save the photos, save the broken piece so that when the adjuster gets there, they can see what happened and, and you prevented further damage from happening. Um, different types of claims have different response times. Obviously they're going to prioritize, you know, where people cannot be in their home first. You know, they're going to get to you right away, but it can take 24 to 48 hours to get somebody there to look at it. So it is okay to, to start some repairs, just hang on to everything. And so we can see. Like, like even if you pay a, a handyman repair guy or plumber to, to at least cap the water and get your water turned back on and you pay that bill, that could potentially be reimbursed to the insurance because of your preventing future damage. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, typically, you know, you you reach out to your agent, you file your claim, here's what's going on. You're going to get an, a call from an adjuster assigned specifically to your case, generally speaking, within 24 to 48 hours, if it's something that needs addressed right away. For something like a hail claim, depending on the volume of claims in your area, it could take a little bit longer than that. But Again, you're not you're not experiencing the inability to live in your home during a hail claim. But typically, they're going to reach out within 24 to 48 hours. That adjuster is going to be specifically assigned to you. So they'll generally be with you throughout the process. They will schedule a time that works to come view the issues that you're having, if that's necessary. Um, some In some cases, it's not. You know, In a case of a theft or something, it won't necessarily be important for them to be on site. But with right. water, hail, or fire, or something like that, they're going to schedule a time that works to come and review the damage with you. They'll walk around, take pictures, ask questions, and then put together an estimate based on local labor costs and parts cost of what your situation is going to cost. And then once they have that cost value, they generally subtract your deductible off of that dollar amount and send you a check for 
the damage minus the deductible. And I'm oversimplifying that process, but. Right. Well, and as you said, the adjuster will walk you through that process as in, for the most part, answer all the dumb questions that we think are dumb and they're really not right <laughs> because oh, yeah. every every situation is different so it's going to require different answers yeah exactly yeah insurance yeah. is a big if then statement i don't know if you remember doing those math problems oh, yeah. in fourth <laughs> grade but you know if this happened then the next step is this so again like i was saying earlier no single situation is the same as anybody else's situation everybody's unique everybody's different and so your adjuster, your agent will help you navigate those if-then statements. And and if you have an agent, if you haven't bought your insurance online, that agent will be with you through the process to answer those questions. You know, you if maybe you do think it's silly, but it's easy to call your agent and they can help you navigate that process as well. And are generally easier to get a hold of and quicker response. Right. Right. Um, so not all of our listeners are homeowners. Um, what is renter's insurance? Awesome question. Renter's insurance is by far, in my opinion, one of the most underutilized policies that are out there. I remember when I was renting in, in college and when we were first married, I, I thought, gosh, it, I, it's got to be expensive. It just has to be. So I had this idea in my head that I just was going to risk it, go without. Um, generally speaking, renter's insurance is you know 10 to $20 a month, depending on what you need. So it's really affordable. It gives you coverage in your rental for your belongings. So let's say, you know, something horrible happens at your property that you're renting, gets struck by lightning and burns down. The landlord insures the building, hopefully. But what about all your stuff? If you have a renter's policy, we can cover all of your belongings or, you know, you set a dollar. To include include replacement cost or value cost. I mean, the same concept. Yes, exact same concept of, of replacement cost. You need a new TV because your rental burnt up. Go down to Best Buy, get yourself one, send in the receipt. It also gives you coverage for temporary lodging. So maybe the house doesn't burn down, but maybe there's just enough damage that you can't stay there for a little while. Your landlord is not responsible for putting you up in temporary lodging while he makes repairs or he or she makes repairs to the dwelling, but you need to stay somewhere. Um, if you have a renter's policy, we can pay for some temporary lodging for you while while your landlord's making their repairs and get ready to go back in there. And obviously all, all policies are different. And then again, that's a bunch of questions for the agent in front of you because the answer is going to be different. I mean, I know people who rent $500,000 homes and they got, you know, million dollars worth of stuff. And then right. I know people live in an apartment that have, you know, $10,000 worth of stuff to include an Xbox and that's it. All electronics. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. <laughs> they got a lawn chair and an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. So, so obviously, all those policies are going to be different. So, it would be great questions for your agent, then, correct? Exactly. Yep. And that is, again, one of the reasons I love what I do. You meet so many different people that have different interests, different hobbies, they're at different places in their life. And your insurance is a moving target. As you grow and acquire wealth and property in your life, your needs will change. Right. Well, and there's people out there speaking of hobbies, there's people out there that have some expensive hobbies, like uh, a good, good example is RC community, radio control. Mm-hmm. Some people have three quarters of a million dollars worth of RC stuff in their garage. And if it burns up, is that going to be covered on my policy? Um, and that may not. So yeah, that's a great question. Ask your agent. Yeah. Another one is uh, these people do the hang gliding. 
or some of those paragliders oh, yeah. have mechanical parts. A lot of times things used for aerial recreation are not covered on a, on a renter's or a homeowner's policy. So if those things are stolen, you could kind of be up a creek. Um, so yeah, it's awesome to talk about any, any hobbies, anything you have that you've invested a lot of money in. Those would be good questions to ask, you know, is, is my airfoil covered <laughs> if my house burns up or if someone steals it out of my truck? Right. So what should a homeowner look for in choosing a provider? Now, this is a big question. This is a big, wide, open-ended question because you've got a few different mindsets out there. Exactly. I just want the cheapest coverage to be legal or I want my stuff to be protected or, I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What should people really honestly consider um, in buying a policy and finding the right agent? Exactly. Yep. Um, in regards to finding the right agent, I would say find someone that you feel comfortable and confident in speaking to in some ways we are a little bit like doctors we might ask some personal questions what's your net worth what do you need to protect you know what does your budget look like and those can be uncomfortable questions so if those make you uncomfortable with a person asking them use someone that you're comfortable with Um, I always recommend a local person that has an office that you can come in and sit down when you're navigating a claims process. There's lots of numbers. There's lots of jargon. Sometimes it just helps to sit down and look at it in person on paper. We're so digital now and it's all available. But when you're really trying to think through something, I find that it's so much easier to do in person on paper. So those would be my two suggestions there. Um, And then in regards to choosing a policy or choosing a company, uh, I would say, you know, write down some of the core things in your life that are important to you. And you're exactly right. Some people want to pay. They don't care what it costs. They want to make sure that it's covered. Other people, you know, the budget is a major concern and there might be a little bit of a give and take on, you know, do I insure my toys or do I, you know, wait and have the knowledge that maybe there's a gap in my coverage, but I can absorb that. Uh, one of my favorite questions is always people will say, at what age do I take my car from full coverage to liability? You know, full coverage means if something happens to it, you're going to get a check from the insurance company. Liability means you're not. And I tell people that's a personal question. It depends on your budget. If you walk out of Walmart and your car is missing, is that going to devastate you financially? If it is, it doesn't matter if that car's 30 years old, you can't afford to replace it. You probably do want to have full coverage. But if, you know, if you can absorb that, it's going to be uncomfortable and make you mad, but you can live without that car and go buy a new one, then yeah, take it to liability only. But it's a moving target for everybody. We're, we're all unique and our financial situation is, is different. And as insurance agents, I feel like our job is to give you the information and help you understand what is available to you. And then you can make the choice based on what fits in your life. Well, I realize we're here talking about everything home, but I, this kind of pertains. Um, a lot of people in this economy, in this market, um, have fallen into the gig market, um, Uber, Lyft, delivering food, that kind of thing. So if I'm an Uber driver and I've got my full coverage auto policy and, and I you know, bump into a car or hit something while delivering, I know in my business, if I do that, it's considered a, a commercial policy. My, my personal policy won't cover my personal vehicle if I hit somebody um, on a job site. For the I average totally, homeowner, for the gig economy, how does that work? 
I am so glad you brought that up. Thank you so much. Um, Anytime you are using your vehicle and making money off of it or with the intention of making money off of it, it is not covered under your personal policy because it is a commercial exposure. Once money, once the transactional thing is happening with with funds or, or work, there is an exclusion there. And I have had that happen to people where they didn't tell us they were doing Uber or Lyft and and there's no coverage, you were on the hook for that damage. So you definitely, if you're doing one of those side hustle gigs or if it's your full-time gig, you want to have a commercial policy. And to be completely honest, it is more expensive than a personal policy. A lot of people don't like that factor, but there's an assumption that you're out on the road significantly more when you're using your vehicle for work. And people see dollar signs when there is economy involved with a vehicle or or with an individual, if you have an accident, there is an assumption that you're going to have deeper pockets than just the average person on their way to the golf course. So you definitely want to be honest and upfront with whoever is doing your insurance. If you're doing those types of things with your vehicle or even have a business out of your home, once money is involved, it becomes a, a totally different story. So absolutely say something just to protect yourself from those who because there are people out there predatorizing uh insurance companies <laughs> yes yes exactly yes um and I, I always have the saying in my office it doesn't pay to get cute you know you you would want to be honest because at the end of the day you're paying money for a policy that with an expectation that it's going to help you out if something goes wrong Insurance policies are contracts. They're written up by attorneys. It's a legal binding document. And even if we want to pay you for a claim, like let's say you're doing lift and you, and you, you bump into something, um, the contract states whether or not that is a possibility. And so if you don't have the right contract, then you're you're up a creek without a paddle. And, and we don't ever want that to happen. We want to know that you're paying money and, and we're there to help you out when something doesn't go your way, but it's a legal contract. And that's again, where we get a little bit of a bad rap in our industry that people don't understand what's available to them or how it works. Um, as a policyholder, it is up to you to make sure that you have what you need. But as an agent, I feel like it's our responsibility to make sure you're aware of what is available to you. Cause and nobody to ask the right questions. <laughs> yes. And to ask the right contracts or ask the right questions. We have a checklist in our office where we go through, there are certain questions that we ask everyone, do you do Uber or Lyft? Do you have aftermarket parts on your car? Things that aren't factory installed. Do you want coverage for those things um, to help fill in those gaps? Well, and I assume it's not really your responsibility. It's like walking into a store to buy something, nobody's standing at the door, helping you choose your product. Um, That's just the level of customer service you give. Um, Asking the questions that we don't know to ask. You know, right. I, I don't know what's out. I have no idea. And you ask the correct questions, get the right answers and provide the correct product. Um, once again, back to sitting in front of somebody instead of click, click, click. Yep. My policies in my email. Yes. Um, exactly. Speaking of all that, and I don't know if you're privy to that um, in my industry, new products, new trends, new tools, um, new home building products, uh, expedite, speed up and help and Things like that. Technology is is surprisingly in the home repair world. How does that insurance has been around for a million years? Yes. Um, <laughs> so has it changed? Is, are there new trends and innovations in the home insurance industry that directly affect the customers? 
Absolutely. Yes. The insurance companies are always looking for ways to broaden and deepen the offerings to the consumer to help better protect them. Um, They're crunching the numbers day in, day out on, even if claims are filed that are not able to be covered, sometimes those will bring about new innovations in policies. So, um, you know, now we have discounts for ring doorbells. We have discounts for water monitors. If, If there's a water leak in your house, that monitor goes off, it alerts you. Sometimes it even shuts off the water. I know you're familiar with those. Um, Very much those, so. <laughs> those are things that insurance companies are discounting for now. They're adding new coverage. You know, they've updated the amount of coverage that's available on your homeowner's policy for loss to electronics. Because in the 1950s, you know, you only needed one plug-in in your bedroom or your bathroom because you only had to plug in your your curling iron or your lamp. You know, now everybody's got a supercomputer. <sighs> so those things are always changing and innovating. Absolutely. Um, so let's let's personalize this a little bit. Um, as far as you're comfortable sharing, um, how about a story where a homeowner's policy has made a huge difference in somebody's life? Uh, maybe a claim, maybe a uh, my house burned up and we put them in a hotel. I mean, Absolutely. something somewhere where where it validates what you're doing and makes you go home at night. And can sleep well because you're actually helping people. For sure. Um, I had a customer, uh, gosh, it's been over a decade ago now, but there was a, a fire out in Columbus. They lived west of Columbus up in the hills, a beautiful property full of pine trees. They had a wonderful custom-built log cabin. Um, they had a fire come through and the wife was actually cleaning to have company come in from out of town. And so she had, she had taken off all of her jewelry and she put her wedding ring above the kitchen sink on the window ledge there. And that fire came through so quickly. It was being pushed by the winds. It came through so quickly. The only thing she had time to grab was her car keys and run out of the house. I mean, she even left her wedding ring sitting on the, she was doing the dishes. It would have, you know, it was right there. But anyway, um, she grabbed her car keys and she ran and got in her car and drove down the road and the fire was literally licking the bumper on the way out. They lost absolutely everything in that fire. It was heartbreaking. Um, Custom built home. They were on the verge of retirement. So they had years and years of memories in that home, all of their belongings, everything went up in smoke. And it took them uh, over a year to rebuild their home, but we were able to put them up in a rental dwelling. I believe it was in the town of Columbus. I'd have to look that up. But, um, you know, replace all of their belongings, help them navigate that process of building a new home and pay for a roof over their heads while they were doing that. And I remember she told me later, I always watched really closely the cost of the insurance. And that's how she ended up our agency because she was shopping price, of course. And uh, she said, you know, now, even if even if that policy would have been twice or three times what I paid for it, it would have been worth it. it I, I don't even remember what it cost anymore. <laughs> she told me. <laughs> so that was, it was a horrible experience for them, but it was really rewarding to help them through that process and say, you know, if this is going to be okay, you know, it's, it's not any fun, but we're here for you. And it took them a year and a half to get everything finalized, but we got them taken care of and they rebuilt an amazing custom home on that property and still live there today. Nice, nice. So 
a little back backing up here. Um, I'm kind of a sucker for business names, um, logos, things like that. Anvil Insurance. What is that? I hear the Anvil Special somehow. The Anvil Special. Yes, the Anvil is very, very near and dear to my heart. My father was an entrepreneur as well. He was a blacksmith and he made his living creating custom ironwork for uh, people, businesses. He did a restoration of Old Faithful Inn in Yellowstone National Park that um, we were a part of as kids. And the anvil for me, um, of course, my father is my hero. He was our rock, our foundation. Uh, his integrity was unparalleled. And I, so I wanted to bring the spirit of that into my business. Insurance is a promise. Uh, again, it's a contract. And I wanted to just convey that value and, and honor my father as well, who's unfortunately no longer with us. But um, to me, the anvil is, is that foundation of trust. Even if people don't know what they are, they don't throw them away. You know, they're in, in garages and, and barns throughout our nation. It's, it's something that stands the test of time. It is foundational. You know, it's iron, it's heavy, it's not going anywhere. And, and that's the spirit of our business and how I've built our agency is, you know, we are the foundation. We're not going anywhere. You're not just going to pick us up and throw us in the trash. When you need us, we will be here for you. That is awesome. Yeah, you never you see them all the time, but never think of it that way. That's that's wonderful. So, if anybody has any more questions or would like to reach out to you, how do we get a hold of you? So uh, we are available um, on our website, of course, www.anvil dash insurance.com. We are on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. We have an office here in town. Our office number is 406-259-3828. Um, Google as well. We love, we love talking to new people. So if we can help out. Definitely give us a call. Absolutely. And I will make sure to put all the links in the show notes. Um, well, thank you very much for speaking with me today. It was, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Eugene. It's been really fun. Glad to share. You bet. That's all the time we have for today's episode. We hope you found our tips and advice helpful for maintaining and repairing your home. Remember, taking care of your home is an ongoing process. So make sure to stay proactive and address any issues as soon as they arise. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, please reach out to us on our website or social media channels. The links will be in the description. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here at Before It Breaks.